1: Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicky, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from Your Story Travel, Jessica and Miranda. This is episode 520, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be sharing some rumors, some news, and then we're going to
0: share our top five restaurants at Disney World and or Disneyland. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be glad to help. Email them today at info at yourstorytravel.com or visit their site at yourstorytravel.com for your free quote.
1: So a lot more news going on, of course. Everybody's wanting to know what the deal is with the opening. I did not remember them saying that the resorts were going to open that far in advance of the parks. Do you guys remember that? No.
0: I don't. Not from last week.
1: Okay, so this afternoon an article came out. I'm trying to think where it's from. I apologize. And I want to make sure I give credit. Was news. it Blog Mickey? No. I was looking at allears.net. It is all ears. You are correct. So on June 22nd, the DVC resorts and Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground are going to open. I did not realize that those things were opening prior to, I mean, I could see a couple days before the parks, but I'm not sure. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I didn't understand why they were doing it that far in advance. That's almost a month.
0: Right, I agree. I could understand a couple days because you might want to get yourself in, get yourself situated. My thought is maybe people going down to visit, like, you know, Disney Springs and doing some other things and just want a Disney place to stay and to be in that bubble. But I don't know. I don't know why you would really want to go down and visit i know a lot of retirees like the campground so like the snowbirds or people from the east coast west coast they'll go down and they'll just set up their camper for a month but primarily i see that in the winter so i'm not sure if that's as relevant for the summer but it could be that just you have retirees that want to spend you know time in disney world and just set up at the campground
1: for a month i mean i gotta say i would love to live on disney property but it's expensive. That was, I know. I'm thinking, you know, that's a little pricey for just a little. It's not like going to the Ramada Inn or to Motel Eight. Right? Well,
0: and Fort Wilderness Resort is isn't. It's not a cheap hotel either. I don't know.
1: So I was gonna tell the listeners in case you're going or you were wondering what is open. So if you wanna go there, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge Kidani Village, it does not mention the Jamba House. So Kidani Village is gonna be open. And Sanaa, which is that restaurant that I went to on my mom trip, is gonna be open for breakfast only. The Maji Pool Bar is going to be open. Sanaa, oh, it's gonna be open for dinner. And then the Sanaa Dining Lounge. That's it of all of them because they also have Boma and some other restaurants in there. It doesn't say anything about the fast food, like the quick serve that we know about when we go in. Disney Beach Club is going to be open. Of course, Beaches and Cream will be open. The Beach Club Marketplace will be open. Martha's Vineyard will be open. Then let's run over to the Boardwalk. It's going to be open for visitors and the Abracadabra Bar, Boardwalk Bakery, Leaping Horse Libations, Pizza Window, the General Store, and the Trattoria Al Forno. However, it will not have character dining because obviously we're not doing anything with characters at this point because of COVID. Contemporary Resort will be open along with the Contempo Cafe, Cove Bar, The Wave, and The Wave Lounge, the No Chef Mickeys. Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is open with Crockett's Tavern, Meadow Snack Bar, and p and Southern Takeout. The Grand Floridian Resort is open, which the Beaches Pool Bar and Grill is open, the Enchanted Rose, Gasparilla Island Grill, and the Grand Floridian Cafe, which shout out to the Grand Floridian Cafe, because I didn't put it in my top five, and it does have really good food. I was having a hard time picking it. Disney's old Key West Resort will have good food to go, gurgling suitcase, and Chrissy uh, that sells travel with us. Her favorite restaurant is Olivia's Cafe. She brags about the fried chicken. Disney's Polynesian, the Barefoot Pool Bar, the Captain Cook's, Kona Cafe, and Pineapple Lanai are open, no Ohana, because of course, I guess the characters, Herifers. because of the, even though it's buffet, they deliver that, so that's confusing to me, we can get to that in a second. The Disney's Riviera Resort will be open, the Bar Re- Riva will be open, the La Petite Cafe, Primo Piatto, and the restaurant that you were talking of, Topolinas Terrace, is that right? Yep. Okay, yep. and then Saratoga Springs, they'll have open the Artist Palette, which is their quick serve, mm-hmm. on the Rock Pool Bar and the Paddock Grill. So they will not have Surf and Turf Grill open, which is interesting because that's not like a that's a sit down. Disney's Wilderness Lodge is going to be open with Geyser Point Bar and Grill, Roaring Fork, excuse me, weiss Fork. There's the Midwest. <laughs> roaring,
0: Roaring Fork.
1: <laughs> that's my mom for a second. And the Whispering Canyon Cafe will be open. That'll be interesting. So I should, I'm pretty sure they won't be doing the little thing with the hobby horses, where the kids do the parade, which is something you definitely need to do before your kids get too big. Just I think the- I did
0: read something. Yeah. All of that
1: type stuff is canceled. So any right. any restaurant that has a little parade or it's all canceled. So when it opens back up, you de- that's just something that you go need to, that. to do because they give all the kids a horse and they like the parade at Ohana. Only they do it on horses. So oh, fun super cute so I just thought that was interesting because of all the stuff that we've all talked about and all the group chats that we've been on I did not hear June 22nd for resorts so all of those restaurants are going to be open with starting our resorts open mm-hmm. oh, wow
0: so you can get into the resort you just can't stay at the resort no the restaurants can't. will be
1: yeah well only it says only Fort Wilderness um and resort. resorts yeah those are all DVC all the all resorts that are- I mentioned yeah. I feel like you listed a lot more. I wasn't really paying attention to the resorts. Well, I mean, people can pay to stay at some of those resorts, like Polynesian and other, but they're primarily, like there's sections of them that are DVC so that they can, okay. they can control how many people are there. That was a lot that's still open, so that's good. I know, that gives us promise for October. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every day is a new promise.
0: And like, maybe they're doing cool. it for more of a soft reopening,
2: just to oh, right. soften the blow. That's what I was thinking, maybe it's like a trial run because they're implementing new stuff. They have new processes. So let's get the staff trained when we're not like overloaded with people coming in on a regular basis. And get kind of those details figured out prior to the public kind of re-entering and filling up the restaurants. I mean, obviously to the capacity in which
1: Florida allows, but um, to kind of just get the ball rolling and have a trial run, I guess. And I know Nick said that they were on phase two now, which is 50% of the capacity, which is insane if you think about the 50% of the capacity in a park. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we still don't know for sure. Disney is going to go ahead and go full 50. They could ch- they, they could decide that for them they're going to go less. They are allowed to do up to 50, but they
1: might not go that strong. <sighs> I kind of hope they don't. Oh yeah, got to test things out. That's what we got. Kind of
0: piggybacking on that is just some updates. Everything is changing. We are trying as hard as we can to stay on top of it. So I kind of put these into categories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That was a good idea. Um, Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of new good besides the fact that the Magic Express is going to be running. So, if you want to take the Magic Express, some people have worried like, what's going to happen with transportation? Will it still exist? They're canceling everything else. Will that be canceled too? It will be running. Um, expect longer wait times for all sort, all of the transportation. Just because they're going to be still socially distanced, so it won't be as packed, and they won't be able to get as many people on them. So, Magic Express will be running. The the bad. This is kind of still in the rumor phase, but no park hopping, just with all of the, you're gonna need a reservation to get into a park. If you have to have a reservation, you can't really have a reservation for three parks if you're gonna go hop to different parks. So we are thinking along with other big names, they're all thinking that all of the park hopping will be canceled and refunded. And you're just gonna have to do one park per day. So another bad is some of, and honestly this for me could have been a good, I'm not a big shopper when I get to the parks, but any new or limited edition merchandise is going to be available online only. So again, that could have been a good one for me. I like shopping online. I don't like shopping at the park, but some people, they go to shop and enjoy that. Um, we've got Stormalong Bay. That is the big amazing pool at disney yacht and beach club Um, that's going to be closed but the leisure pools are going to be opened 24 hours and then some of the other pools are operating on reduced hours there will be no more room service no packages delivered to your hotel rooms and in order to get into any hotel you either have to have a hotel reservation or a dining reservation you can't just go look and see some of these other amazing hotels so those are some new things that we didn't know last time that they have recently updated and added to the list. The Ugly, I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but as of right now, anyone with an existing reservation between now and June 21st has to call Guest Service. And it says you can currently rebook for only the Disney Vacation Club Deluxe Villas or Fort Wilderness Cabins. And if you had a reservation that was for like, say, one of the value resorts, you now have to pay the difference in price. If you want to keep that reservation. Otherwise, they will go ahead and cancel your reservation starting June 22nd if you do not take any action. That's really, I mean, that's kind of sad. It's very people sad. planned on going and they couldn't, it's not their fault. They didn't just cancel their reservation and now you're making them pay more to get less. So I know there's a lot of guests who are very, very upset about that. If you're in that boat and you are one of those people who are between, now and june 21st you need to get a hold of your agent or if you didn't book with an agent you need to be calling guest service yourself because you will be automatically canceled on june
1: 22nd so have any of you guys heard that or had questions from people that are wanting to go and saying are they discounting the tickets and some of the experiences because i know i mentioned that last week when we were talking but i had people ask so are they discounting because they're taking away this part of the magic and this part of the and i'm like but I still want to be positive because I want them to eventually want to book a trip. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I didn't know if anybody else was getting those questions from people. Um, well, I'll, I'll let somebody else go. I've, I've actually spoke a lot. <laughs> Jessica, what I do
0: have,
2: you think? Well, I haven't been getting that question, but I have been thinking, you know, I'm like, okay, why? What's the intent behind not letting us book? What's the intent behind canceling all tickets? What's the in- intent behind all of these things? And a part of me really wishes and hopes that the reason they're canceling tickets, the reason they're canceling things and not allowing us to rebook at this time is because hopefully they are trying to figure out a ticket price that makes up for the loss of tons of magical moments that you expect when you go to Disney. So that's my hope. Like I've yet to be super impressed with anything they've come out with but I'm anticipating that maybe that's what that would mean, is that once I get the new reservation system set up, the ticket price will drop. Just a guess, though.
1: Miranda, your glass half full, too, like Jessica, so I was looking for... I, I am, yeah.
0: I for, When I think about everything with COVID, I feel like Disney has never had to experience something like this before, so it's brand new for the managers and the people who are in charge, and I think they're just almost scratching their heads sitting around the table going okay well how do we account for this how do we make sure that this doesn't happen how do we make sure that our guests are still okay and I think part of them the vibe I'm getting is that they're not really wanting to open right now and they're just doing it because they feel pressured to that's the vibe I'm getting but I think eventually as things start to reopen and as they have more people coming in and experiencing things and just it's trial and error, unfortunately, and Disney is trying to be so cautious so as to avoid the error part. So I feel like they're just in this limbo right now of how to handle things. I agree. That's a great point. I do think they're being extra cautious, like way more cautious than anyone else. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I I don't want to condone them for being extra cautious. Like, I do appreciate that, but I also would think that they would at least throw a bone to all of their their guests that are affected. Yeah, I would like to see, like, even if they're cautious about the summer, I would like to see them come out with a December deal or be like, you know, this is our new promotion that we're starting in January, just to give some people some hope and being like, okay, like, we still care about our guests. This is still another option for you. I'd like to see that. But. I just wish if they were doing that, though, that they would take better care of the guests who have been canceled or who are rebooking right now. Like, give them something. But they're not. So that makes me worried that
1: they aren't going to do anything for the future either. I don't know that. You're probably right. Miranda Brad had said all along that he didn't really think from everything that he was reading. that my husband, by the way. I don't know if everybody knows that. But that he didn't really believe that they would be able to fully reopen until next year because it would take that long for a big conglomerate like that that has so many different entities to make everything safe for every kind of individual people that come from out of the country people that are already sick with autoimmune diseases children older people i mean like to to meet the needs of every kind of person and so every time something else happens it's like i'm telling you they i think you're right they're being pressured and they feel like they have to keep up with the joneses like you know i gotta do like sea world i gotta do like universal and I don't know. I mean, it, it looks like they're taking good precautions, but it will be interesting to see if their numbers go up because of it, for sure.
0: One thing they are doing is they're allowing guests to change or cancel their vacations up until October 3rd without any sort of fee. So they have waived all fees. If you want to cancel, you want to change, go for it. You have up till October 3rd to do any of that. There's no fees. So that's, that's a good, that's a positive, but that kind of goes with your, what you're saying, Miranda's they aren't necessarily looking to to book new people they don't really feel comfortable opening so they're trying to keep it small almost encourage you to cancel your reservation so they can keep it small and keep it safe Um,
1: oh one more thing to go with your good stuff is that that same article that i got about all the restaurants are open up with those resorts was that they were going to have the disney bus system was going to be open on property of course it will have to have social distancing availability so you're gonna to have to wait more, but they're gonna to try to keep up with that by sending the buses more frequently if they can. There will be no mini Mouse fans right now. And even though originally we had heard about the monorail and the, the ferries and the friendship boats, they said that they've given no updated information on that. The only thing that they had heard so far was that there would be the bus transportation, which is what we were concerned about anyway, because so many of the resorts use the bus. So there's one more good thing. There you go. If we can keep adding to the good, that'd be fantastic. And Jessica's got a good thing, I think, her article for this week. Yes, she does. So
2: the NBA players have. Well, they've confirmed um, the NBA players will be staying on site at the Walt Disney World resorts for their games to finish off the season. They're going to be tested every single night for the virus, and uh, it mentioned something about how if they end up testing positive. They will be quarantined for up to seven days, which I thought was kind of strange. It's normally, 14, but in any case, so that way they're not kind of exposing all of the other players to the virus. And then I was just wondering, though, like, I mean, I don't know how basketball players travel. I mean, they, they obviously travel when they play in games and they stay at resorts. But for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm staying at the same resort every night and I'm seven feet tall, like. Does Disney World accommodate that? <laughs> that's quite a quite a lengthy bed. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And where are they all going to stay? I mean, there's 22 teens in total. So it was just I
1: found that to be kind of interesting. A whole bunch they probably of- have their own bed and they can lay my, crooked my, <laughs> lay diagonally. There you go. I'm not buying him a king size bed. It first of all, wouldn't fit in his room. And right. uh, if I do, he'd never leave. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, he's listening to this. I actually... Sorry, Joey. We <laughs> don't want to make it too comfortable. You'll never leave. But anyway, um, yeah, I know that sometimes he lays side, or diagonally to make it easier. So maybe that's what they do. Because if they got a queen yeah. size bed and laid diagonally, they don't have to bend their legs if they're seven... I don't too, know too many of them are seven feet, right? Most of them are like six-something.
2: So still,
0: I mean... That's so difficult. what I read on that, Jessica, was that they're actually going to just be staying at three specific hotels. They haven't released the hotels yet but
2: they have chosen three hotels and those are the three hotels that all of all 22 teams will be staying at. It'll be interesting to find out which three hotels those are and I'm wondering like do they stay in their own rooms especially with the virus issues like do they you know, that's a lot of rooms. with a lot of basketball players. So maybe I don't know. If you want to meet a basketball player, go to dinner at one of those resorts. And <laughs> there you go. will bump into somebody.
1: Well, I don't think that they're going to stay at the pirate ship rooms of the Caribbean because those beds, those beds aren't big enough for an average-sized person to sleep in. They're really meant for children. Right. I don't think we can probably rule out that one. Although Coronado <laughs> has all that great space now that they built because they already had the convention center anyway. They could probably do it there. I don't know. It will be interesting to see what they fit.
0: They're also not going to be allowed to go to any of the parks, the theme parks. So their families won't be there just to limit their exposure to any other germs. They cannot go to the parks at all.
1: Very So
2: sad. You're here, but you're no. not here. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: but they are in the bubble, and the bubble <laughs> is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> And they're getting paid to be in the bubble, so. It's true. This is true. They're not sitting at home, stuck in their same walls as we've all been in March. <laughs> so Miranda has Star Wars update. I can always count on her for Star Wars. Oh yes, so my husband and I were talking about this
0: with the pandemic happening. A lot of the TV shows and films and movies have been put on pause. So we were curious what was going to happen with The Mandalorian. But Jon Favreau came out recently and confirmed that The Mandalorian remains on track to debut Season 2 in October. Um, I know, I'm so excited! Yes. So they finished all the photography before the lockdown, is what he said. Um, but on the rumor front of all of this, we have some interesting news. Um, tomorrow, Marson, who plays Jango Fett in the original Clone Wars from um, not Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones from 2002 has been uh, cast to appear in Season 2 of Mandalorian. So for Star Wars fans, this is interesting because you have the source of all clones, Jango Fett, aka Boba Fett's father, coming back and playing a clone of some kind. So the rumor is that we will get a appearance of Boba Fett in Season 2. For Star Wars fans, um, Boba Fett supposedly was eaten by Starlock in um, Return of the Jedi. So I'd be fascinated to see what kind of story they give this character on how he survived and what his role is going to be in this Star Wars universe on Disney+. Um, two more interesting cast choices have been made. We have um, Rosario Dawson has been cast. Um, she is reportedly coming back to play Ahsoka Tano in a live-action form, big news. And then we have, uh, Katie Sackhoff, which I saw, um, this is only a rumor, this has not been confirmed, but Katie Sackhoff voiced the character of Bo-Katan, who is a Mandalorian leader from Qu- from the Clone Wars TV series, She's a huge deal, she's very important. Um, if you recall at the end of Mandalorian Season 1, we have spoilers when the bad guy comes out of the ship and he has that big um, black lightsaber. So that's called the Darksaber. So Bo-Katan, according to Star Wars canon, was the one who was last seen carrying the Darksaber. Whoever has the Darksaber is the ruler of Mandalore. So she's coming back and she's going to... Uh, come back as Bo-Katan, this time in a live action form, I would be fascinated to see what kind of storyline they give her and if we get some backstory on the Darksaber. I feel like Mandalorian Season 2 is going to go way into Star Wars canon and give us nerds exactly what we've been
1: looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, though. It's awesome. I mean, it's just, there's, there really are a lot of Star Wars fans. I don't know why. My family never really got into it, but it seems like your family's like all in, and you have uh, dinner parties that are made around Star Wars when a new <laughs> movie comes out, or, or you're us. And I know like some main characters, and Nick gets all excited if I like say something that makes sense that goes along with Star Wars. <laughs> <comes> <laughs> For the most part, I don't understand it. However, I do love you, Miranda, because I feel like that every time I listen to you, I learn a, bit, a little bit more about it. I don't feel like everybody can always lay it out so that I feel like I'm at least joining into the conversation. <laughs> I don't feel like quite a Star Wars idiot is when I listen to you. I feel like you make it, kind of like when I'm in a speech IEP meeting, Stephanie might reveal the right. this, and they're saying all these terms and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? When it, All they have to do is put it into teacher language and we would know what it meant. So right. I appreciate that so much. You give
0: us a little bit of the background and the, what we need to know, the pieces, the missing pieces that- exactly. You realize I do have a question about that, Miranda. Is it going yeah. to be released every Friday again? Like one episode every Friday? I think that's the plan. Okay, it is really cool. Well, Fridays in October. so yeah. what I'm gonna be doing?
1: <laughs> we'll be back in school, hopefully. Yeah, but it's Friday night. It's fine. I'm gonna let you go, Steph, just because um, I think I touched on most of what I was gonna talk about earlier. So.
0: Oh. Okay, um, so Vicki had mentioned Capolino's uh, Terence is going to be one of the restaurants that is opening um, when everything reopens. It is a character meal, and they are actually going to be doing a character dining experience. It will be a modified character dining experience, but it's the only restaurant on Disney property who will still be doing characters and there was an article put out that I was kind of asking why like why would they let them do it but nobody else and this is a newer restaurant and so they're thinking that maybe part of this is done because it was built to be a character meet and greet restaurant so since it was built that way there's more space so there's already like a social distancing aspect to it you don't have to remove tables you have six feet apart because they were expecting people to be up out of their chairs, characters to be standing there. So it's already spaced out enough for you to be around characters. They also said that this is a character meet and greet where all of the characters are masked. And so that's an important thing. They all have the big, you know, that it's Mickey and Minnie. It's not Ariel and Belle. So that's another important thing that they are, are looking at. As a reason why this could be one of the character meet and greets. Um, And then also, it's not a buffet. A lot of the character meet and greets are buffets. um, And this is an a la carte, so they can bring you the food. You don't have to be up and interacting. And then you kind of have to have somebody to be a guinea pig, right? <laughs> you have to test the water somehow. You can't just say, let's go ahead and rip off the bandaid and open all of the character meet and greets. So that's also another rumor is just this is the guinea pig restaurant. It, it's the one that makes the most sense to be an experiment for how this goes. They're going to try to limit characters being touched, but they're also a little bit nervous because it's hard to tell a two-year-old she can't go hug. Minnie or Mickey so they're they are expecting that that might happen I don't know if they will allow the characters to be walking around and visiting or if maybe they'll have them up somewhere away where you can't climb up to see them that's all something that they are they have not released yet but those are kind of the thoughts that go behind
1: the possible possible thought process of that sorry I'm I'm stumbling today <laughs> oh you're okay I think we all are I'm half asleep I think <laughs> <laughs> Jessica I,
2: has some... Oh, sorry. I'm so excited about that announcement. Like, I know later we'll kind of get into, like, our top restaurants and stuff, but I love character meals because the longest time, like, I didn't have kids, and I still wanted to meet the characters, but I didn't want to be, like, me and my husband or my boyfriend at the time, like, standing in line as adults waiting for characters when, like, little kids are <laughs> clearly more of a priority in meeting the characters. So I've always thought it was so wonderful to just be able to sit there and then they come up to your table. And that resort, um, that restaurant looks amazing. I have yet to visit there, but just the view, is like up and it's like a beautiful view. So not only is it gonna impress the kids with the characters, but to be able to also have that view while you're eating, that's awesome. I'm so excited that they're they're reopening and that they're keeping it as a character meal. The food is also very upscale there. They have a,
0: a very classy menu. Well, Which is also something that's rare with character meals. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, is so there a dress code? I don't, <laughs> don't think so. Okay. So it's upscale, Most of them don't, but I do know there are some, yeah. So Jessica's going to talk to us about Disney Cruise Line
2: yeah so disney cruise line canceled all european and alaskan cruises for 2020. i saw this today i have yet to like fully confirm it. i couldn't find it on like disney's website or anything so i don't know kind of where this news came from but obviously with canada kind of shutting down their borders still they're not allowing access to the vancouver port i think until like september or something like that most people travel the Alaska cruise over the summer because it's the best time to go. And then European, the European cruises similarly. So they have a, like a 10-day transatlantic cruise canceled. Anything that ports in Europe will be canceled for this year as well. So if you're looking to do a European or Alaskan cruise, you're going to have to
1: book those next year. Yeah, Summer. I know. I, I was wondering, haven't talked to Betsy. I should message her because I know she was supposed to go on. Wasn't it an Alaskan cruise that she was supposed to go on in June and it got canceled or July? Yeah, I think so. And then I thought she was going to reschedule for Christmas for some reason. I thought that was in my head. So if they cancel it, then obviously she will not be doing that, which is very sad. So, Betsy, if you're listening, we're sorry. That's really, really sad. Oh, so much sadness. All right, Miranda, give us something good. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, this is just a super quick thing that I found um, before recording. It is unfortunately out of my budget, but it's really cute nonetheless. (laughs) So Disney released a new mini backpack by Loungefly. This one is all Pirates of the Caribbean themed. It's adorable. They look like um, those little wish plushies, like that style. Yes, cute. All of the Pirates of the the Caribbean characters are all over it. Um, It's a dark blue. It's really, really cute. It's available on ShopDisney.com it is fake leather so if you're vegan vegetarian you don't feel guilty about purchasing this um it's got two little compartments um some of the scenes are you have the pirate red you have the auction scene there's a the little drunk pirate with the pigs, and it's so freaking <laughs> cute um and then there's a jail cell scene so you got the dog with the keys on one end of it it's adorable it's even if you just
1: want to look at it and dream, it's really cute. Do <laughs> you have a, an anniversary or a birthday coming up that we could tell your husband? No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or your parents could buy it for your birthday. <laughs> no. My birthday's a long way, away, so that, that's not happening. But yeah, I know. <laughs> Those are so hard. I spent the whole trip trying to find the perfect one. And then when I bought mine, I had buyer's remorse not because I don't like it, it's very cute and I get lots of compliments on it, but then Kaylee found the one that I really was looking for. So she bought that one and she's like, we could just trade out, which right now she lives at home, so that works. But eventually it will leave my house and we won't be able to do that. But those are a good purchase because they look so much like the Dunienberg. They do a good job of, like you said, making everything super cute and realistic. And so people want to buy those to have. And I saw more of those Lounge Fly Backpacks on my last Christmas trip than I had seen in years past, which I thought was interesting. So just share your five and and briefly tell us why they're your favorites and why you would recommend people to go to them. And I'm going to start with Jessica.
2: Sure. So I'm going to do kind of a mix between Disneyland and Disney World. Um, I... I love them both, obviously, but Disneyland kind of has my heart because I grew up in Arizona, so it's just super convenient to just pop over to California. Um, So there's a couple on my list that are kind of like classic. These are things that people always say, but I also like to kind of mention some of the other little hidden gems. First is Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. Everyone I've spoken with loves that. It's gonna be at Downtown Disney. They have a great menu. You can order beignets at your table. Or you can do like we do. We normally, after we have our, our meal, we head out, grab beignets in a bag, and we walk around downtown Disney with the people that, you know, we look like powder all over our face and whatever. <laughs> but it's it's totally, it's, it's a great place to go to have a really good meal. The next one, I mentioned before that I love character meals. So you can't go wrong with the Plaza Inn character breakfast. The reason I love this one is that it's right on Main Street at Disneyland right next to Tomorrowland. So you can rope drop, go in, ride a few rides, and then still grab breakfast without having to go off-site or having to go to one of the resorts. It's just really convenient. I mean, it's not super fancy food by any means. It's nothing spectacular, but they do have, it's Minnie and Friends. So you get Minnie Mouse. um, On top of Minnie Mouse, you'll get Eeyore, which I love, Rafiki, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Chip, Fairy Godmother. Sometimes you'll get Pinocchio, Captain Hook, and Max. Um, It's kind of similar to Crystal Palace at Disney World, um, but with slightly different characters. But I just love it because a lot of those characters you don't really see around very much, and so it's a good way to see those characters. At Disney World, Chef Mickey's does it for me as well. Um, Same thing, I like convenience, I like it to be close. So Contemporary Resort is close, has great characters, Um, And if you go do brunch, because you'll get lunch and breakfast instead of just breakfast. What else? Oh, Pacific Wharf Cafe, love that place. Um, Everything on the menu is wonderful. That's at California California Adventure. So they have the bread bowl soups, the turkey pesto sandwich, salad options, mac and cheese, everything is good. You can just order and sit right there on the wharf and people watch all day or watch the birds whatever you want to do. It's a great place to grab a quick bite. And then recently they converted Ariel's Grotto and Cove Bar. Um, That used to be one of my favorite little hidden gems because a lot of people just didn't know about it except for character meals. So if you would go there for like lunch and get a quick bite, um, they have great wings, great uh, like lobster nachos, and on top of it, they have great, I'm not a, I am not I do not drink alcohol. So they have non-alcoholic beverages that are like above and beyond. They're so good. Um, so that was my, was my go-to. Now it's called Lamplight Lounge and they haven't changed the menu. So it's now more of a Pixar theme as opposed to burial, um, but it's the same food. So, and you still get that great view um, of the lake there at Disney California Adventure. Uh, real quick. Disney World Kona Cafe, I think is kind of one that's underrated, that's at the Polynesian Resort. It's laid back, not super fancy. Um, Prices are a little bit high because it is the Polynesian Resort, but one of the best steaks I've ever had. The New York Strip there is delicious. The sushi is delicious. And I think, I don't know, how many have I done now? i think you've I done can go it. on and on i'm
1: pregnant so i can talk about food all hour if you want so miss miranda i'm excited to hear what you have and thank all you all right because so, those were good yeah jessica that was awesome <laughs> so i have a mix
0: here of disneyland and disney world my number one uh jumping off of jessica is lamplight lounge um, I love, uh, so there's two sections, you can eat inside or you can eat on the patio. My husband and I love the patio because, as Jessica mentioned, you can look over at the pier, you can see the coaster going by, and you can uh, hear the Pixar music. Um, I love the menus, the little coasters all have animated Pixar characters on them. So we have like a little bit of a collection that we just take home after each trip so we lay on our kitchen counter um my next one that i put down is blue bayou because of the vibe we experienced um blue bayou is again in disneyland down on New orleans square part of the parts of the Caribbean ride so you can sit down and watch the boats go by and have the lights and it's just a pleasant ambiance and the food is amazing it's a little pricey um so my husband and i usually split we usually get an appetizer and or a meal obviously this is not something that we do every trip but once in a while, it's it. If you want to be spoiled, or if you have a special occasion, it's a good spot to go.
2: Make um, reservations. Sorry to interrupt. Make yes. reservations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> by you fills up quick. Uh,
0: my next one is quick service at Award Winners. It is across from the Animation Academy, again in Disneyland California Adventure. They have amazing fries and I specifically like it because I'm a vegetarian and they have a lot of vegetarian options for me. My next one is at Walt Disney World in Hollywood Studios with Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater for their milkshakes. It's like five scoops of ice cream. It's more ice cream than a milkshake, but it's so good. Um, I love the 1940s vibe of just sitting at a drive-in theater. You got the trailers playing, and, um, I always go down the hallway to look for the Rocketeer helmet that's, like, up on the rafters. So if you're a Rocketeer fan, you gotta look for that next time you go. Um, and then my last one I put down isn't really quick service. I mean, they do offer quick, uh, like a quick snack. Um, it's Ronto Roasters at Disney's Galaxy Edge. I put it down because of the non-alcoholic beverages. I like the, um... Tatooine Sunset and the sour, what's it called? Sour Starlock and the meloueron juice is what it's called.
1: I've tried making a couple of these at home, but I can't quite do it justice. So we try to make stitch juice at home. Sorry to interrupt you, which is the same juice that they use at Animal Kingdom's breakfast at Boma and several places. They just name it something different and we can never get it. Just perfect. I think it just has to have the Disney magic to make it perfect, mm-hmm. to the way it was when you're there. Otherwise, you know, you could, Joey's like, just hook me up to a drip on that stuff. I'll just put it in an at the park because they brought a carafe to the table and then they came back and it was gone. And he was the only one drinking it because we were trying to maintain the not as much sugar stuff. And the lady's like, maybe I should bring two. And I said, yeah, that's probably a good idea because I was just just bring a straw because you have your you have your favorite. And Steph, I apologize. You asked me to start this segment, and I totally forgot. So I apologize. No, that's okay. This is a good a good place for me to go, where we've got our two
0: Disney World, Disneyland experts, and then you have me. <laughs> so I am um, I'm I'm a lot newer to Disney, and I have young kids. So a lot of my experience with Disney food is by drooling over YouTube videos that I watch every morning when I'm getting ready for work and. Um, I do a lot of my my reviews, Disney food blog. I'm on there like, hmm, what new, what new restaurant are we reviewing today? So I know a lot about the restaurants, but I cannot tell you that I've sampled them all or been to them all. So I decided instead of doing my top five, I was going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I was going to do um, my favorite brick service, my favorite table service, and then where I'm going next. And so my favorite quick service is actually over at Animal Kingdom and it's Sotoli, uh Canteen. Have you been to Satouli? There, and I'm actually kind of grossed out because rye bread was in this and it doesn't sound appealing to me anymore, um, but it's so good. The combination bowls, at the very end of it, they give a disclaimer that it has something that might be raw or uncooked. I don't know what it would be that's raw or uncooked in this because the meal is, incredible the the combination platters you just kind of like pick and point and choose like i'll take this rice i'll take this meat i'll take this type of uh dressing on it and every time i've picked it's amazing absolutely amazing so that's one place i always go to and it is quite filling so that's a must for a quick service restaurant my next is a table service and we are early birds so we like to get up at the crack of dawn and be at the parks before they open but if we can get to a, a character dining beforehand then that's a uh, that's a plus because again my kids wake up at four thirty in the morning what am i going to do anyways so <laughs> we're asleep by eight thirty 30 some some days um so we take advantage of character breakfast right and early in the morning so we can take and do as much of the park during the day and as many rides as we can during the day. So my favorite breakfast is over there at the Polynesian at Ohana. Um, I just, their little parade, it's so much fun. The food is good. A lot of times the buffet food is like me, kind of hit or miss, but it's a, it's more of a family style. It's not actual buffet. They, they bring it to your, to your table. You get as much as you, you want. You still have Mickey coming around as well. And it's just, it's it's a fun atmosphere the pollination is beautiful i love my ohana breakfast and then my soon to go to the very next one i will be going to is actually <laughs> one we talked about already so it would be uh, tapolinos and that's because they're going to be the only ones doing a character breakfast and i think that's really important like i go for the characters i i'm not a huge eater i, I don't Um, I'm too active at the park to want to sit down and be weighed down by a meal so I snack and I do think that this would be a breakfast that I would do because I want to see the characters and then looking at their menu it does pretty good and the price even though it is a signature restaurant so it's you would think it would be a lot pricier. It was the same price as Ohana. So an entree for an adult is $42, and then a child is 27. You get like a shared um, amount of pastries, and then you choose your entree that you would like to have. And they they do look very creative with um, the options that are available. So that's definitely one I would be trying on my next trip.
1: That was good. I like that you did that way. Since you have something to look forward to. Um, I'm wondering if I should change one of mine just because you've already touched on Ohana. But Ohana is a go-to for my family. If you've listened to podcast at all, you know that we have to go at least once. And now that we've all had dinner there, now we're having to go two times, or at least we're hoping when we get to go back, we get to go two times, once for breakfast, once for dinner. The food is amazing. I think that I mentioned this on a podcast or maybe it was just talking to friends, but I saw on a blog where a guy said that he wished that they would just do takeout from the Polynesian at Ohana so he could just go get like the little uh, dumplings or the noodles that they sell with their food because it it really is, it's incredible, it's, you know, Joey would actually give up his brunch at Ohana to go at dinner now which is huge because forever he would say i just want to go to ohana that's the only one i want everybody always gets to pick a restaurant they want to go to and he's always at ohana so we know that's a given and Steph's right they don't have the characters at night for dinner so do do know that part but it is it's just a really neat atmosphere and they also because i heard all of you guys talking about non-alcoholic drinks and joey really liked their uh pina colada that they had that's non-alcoholic drink he doesn't drink alcohol either and so he uh, really enjoyed that so he said he would recommend that to people Uh, California Grill if you've never been to the California Grill on top of a contemporary resort which you can depending on when your meal is you can watch the fireworks from there and the music is pumped into the restaurant we've never really been no matter when I make the reservation Disney changes it or actually I don't know who changes it but somebody changes it and it's never been when my when our uh, reservation at the restaurant was. It was either before, which they'll let you come in before or after, and they'll let you come back and watch it on the roof if you would like to. But I thought that I had it timed perfectly one year, and then they changed it to a 9 o'clock show instead of a 7 o'clock show like the year before. So kind of crazy. So just make sure that if that's what you're wanting, confirm that. Although, well, the reservations only only 60 days out now, so hopefully Disney and the fireworks, if they come back, will be lined up. See, I'm talking like the fireworks are there right now anyway. The California Grill, I can't... It's hope. It's hope. You're holding on to that hope. They That's will come really. back soon. So I know that Brad's had the steak there, different, different cuts, because their menu changes from time to time. And that Kaylee and I have both had fish. Joey recommends this ramen seafood dish that he was like, this is a lot of money for ramen, but it sounds really good. And then he got it, and then the next year for Christmas dinner, he wanted the same meal it had literally a lobster tail in it and prawns like those huge shrimp were in there and scallops and just all kinds of things were in his so and their sushi is amazing because they make it right there and you can actually watch them make it if you want to go up at California Grill so highly recommend it they do say that they have a dress code and we've always adhered to it we've always not worn flip-flops we wear regular like nicer shoes and we put dressed up because usually when we go, it's Christmas. So we try to make our pictures there and everything, but we've seen people with shorts on and it says that those aren't allowed. So I don't know how picky they're going to be about that in the future, but we'll have to see about that. Cape May is, I believe at the beach club, but it's in either beach club or the yacht club. I'm pretty sure it's beach club because the one that we liked in yacht club got closed and it is an all you can eat seafood buffet. It does have other things for people who don't like seafood or meat they have an amazing Miranda if you ever go their salad bar like I could probably just make a meal on that it's a little pricey if you just do the salad bar but their salad and dessert bar is amazing And what I like about the dessert bar is little bites so if you see more than one that you like you don't feel guilty getting those little bite-sized desserts when you have this a lot of resorts I mean a lot of restaurants you go to, there's huge full-size pieces of cake, and you're like, oh, I want that, but I really want to know what that tastes like, and I really want to prove That one's perfect, because they're, they're literally little bite-sized ones, and we like crab legs, so that's uh, why we like to go there. They have crab legs there, but they have steak, they have uh, a really cool bar for kids with pizza, macaroni and cheese, and fried chicken are there all the time, so you always have something for everybody there. Um, one of our friends, we went there for her birthday, and she doesn't really like seafood, but she enjoyed all the other foods that they had there. And we've always had a good time. They don't have character dining. Nobody has character dining right now, but they don't have character dining at dinner, but they also have a breakfast that I think that is similar to like uh, Chef Mickey's and 1900 Fair. They have characters that come, but I believe their characters are Mickey Minnie, Winnie and Tigger, I think, I think right is right. But you can look that up to make sure so that I don't mess you up and i went back and forth on the fourth one that i was going to say and i'm going to go with a quick serve at disney springs because we've gone to this one at least once every trip and sometimes twice and that is Wolfgang Puck express i don't know if they'll bring the disney dining plan back but wolfgang puck express serves similar food as the big restaurant does and that big restaurant i believe is still two dining points this you can get the same kind of food but you just go and order it And they still bring it to you, which is weird to me, but you order at the counter and then they bring it out to you. And my family loves it. They have like brick oven pizza. They have roasted chicken, bread and salmon there. I mean, there's just a big variety of foods that you can uh, eat at Wolfgang Puck Express. And obviously that is open, right? Well, I believe it's open. I think it's one of the restaurants they said was open but um, hopefully by the time we get there, it will be open if anybody wants to try it. And then my last one is, and probably everybody's heard me say this, is Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom. I don't know why, but their Chinese food is better than (laughs) Chinese food anywhere else. Maybe because of the books. And I guess that could change because I know they said that the cast members will not be authentic when we return to the parks. At the beginning, they will be filled in by regular United States citizens because of the traveling and everything. We can't have everybody over, but... Hopefully, they've taught all those recipes to Americans to be able to to make that food. But the thing that we always like to get there is they have a steak and shrimp option. They have amazing lo mein noodles. Joey loves those. So you could get those Miranda without. They have veggies in them. You don't even need meat in those. Those are amazing. And then Kaylee's favorite thing from there is the dessert wontons. It's the wontons and they're stuffed with cream cheese and pineapple. If you don't like cream cheese and pineapple, then yeah, you probably wouldn't like those. They also have a good key lime pie that Brad likes. But the wontons have, like, kind of like the icing that you have on cinnamon rolls. And they drip it over the top of the wonton. And they are just, like, they make your meal. So everything that we've had there is good. Those are just two things that I know that are, Joey always orders the lo mein. He doesn't ever veer. When he finds something that he likes, not chicken strips. uh, (laughs) Or macaroni and cheese. Yes, he's 20. Um, Then he just like at California Grill for a long time he wanted to get the we, I think the last time we went he got lobster or fish or something instead of the ramen and we were like what? It's like yeah I feel like I need to differ but he's not our steak guy so he got that and I'm like you guys I could talk about food forever and I'm not pregnant Jessica just that I have to stop <laughs> eating in less than less than four hours I don't get to eat anything until they're done with my surgery so oh, this oh. was a hard
2: episode for you then <laughs> It'll be I mean fun. you're descriptions I'm like okay I just ate like I don't know 30 I guess it's been an hour and a half or so but I think I'm ready to eat again (laughs) (laughs) you're pregnant (laughs) totally
1: fine all that you want have your husband run and get you some custard if that's your thing that's (laughs) I tell my son I'm like I need custard and he's like you can't have custard you're on low sugar and I'm no sugar and low carb I'm like I'm getting surgery in two days I need custard (laughs)
2: Oh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But I want everything you described So how can I get it like shipped in
1: from Disney <laughs> <laughs> No kidding. Yeah, it, it, that is one thing. I mean, I could go on and on too. We have tried so many different ones, and that's what makes it hard. Then, when you've gone so many times, and then you say like, this trip was supposed to be the one in October was supposed to be five. Um, I don't know if I get to go for sure. I'm, I may still get to go, but the rest of my family is not because it is my mom's first trip. And telling them that they had five restaurants. Well, there's five of us. And they're like, well, who gets to pick for grandma? She's never been there. And I'm just like, oh. So that is where um, that new dining plan would come in handy. Because then if you were okay with it, you could go to table service a day. And then you might be able to get some of them. But there are so many amazing restaurants there it's hard for people. So that's why I hope you're listening to us and we can give you more examples. Maybe we do another show. If you guys are on here getting together That we could do continuation of food that we know is good there and add in snacks and stuff. Love it. Well, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank Jessica and Miranda for joining in with Stephanie and I, and Nick is laying out on the beach. Maybe not right now because it's dark, but uh, he's doing beach time right now in I believe it's South Carolina I think I mess this up every time no it is South Carolina because I lived in North Carolina for a little while so South Carolina he, that he's venturing out into if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or if you would like to book a trip or just get a free quote you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com you can check us out on our social media account yourstorytravel.com our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod.
0: And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki and Kaylee share and discuss the top 15 songs from Disney Pixar movies. That'll be a fun one. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast.
1: Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Till our next adventure. Fill the spire. Have a magical day, my friends.